Welcome to episode 7 of the Lose It Podcast. This podcast is tailor-made for those of you with weight to lose, those of you that are losing weight now, and those of you that are bathing in the success of your weight loss achievement. Our community has grown drastically over the last week, and it's been so great to see how much the message of the practicality and the realities of losing weight has been resonating with people. And I've heard from so many of you in the DMs on Instagram about the things that you've struggled with, the things that you have done well, the things that you wish you could learn. And it's been great to hear your triumphs and your failures. And I just want everyone here to know that you are not alone. And there are people, plenty of people, plenty more than you think. A lot of them are messaging me every day on Instagram now, telling me about how much weight they've lost. And people just don't know. How many people have done this thing that we are all trying to do or have already done? You are not alone. and You have what it takes. I appreciate you being here. If it's your first time on the podcast, I think that you'll find it to be very helpful alongside your weight loss journey as I share with you the things that I learned along my journey of gaining and losing weight for my entire life before finally finding a way to lose 110 pounds and... I've now kept it off for five years. So if it's your first time here, that's the very brief version of my story. I'm your host. My name is Nick, and I really appreciate you being here. I've had a lot of questions online recently about sugar, specifically sugar addiction. So what we're going to be doing on the podcast today is not diving into the science behind fructose and glucose and lactose and whatever other kind of toasts. We're going to be talking about the reality of living with a sugar addiction and the practical steps that I took that you can implement today to conquer your own sugar addiction and lose weight and keep it off forever. Growing up for me, I always ate a lot of sugar. A lot of my best memories as a kid were going through the drive-thru with my mom to get milkshakes or getting ice cream on a hot summer day, and I'm so glad that I had those memories, but looking back, I always had a pretty bad sugar addiction and a pretty bad sugar problem, especially when I was really fat. It wasn't until I was 24 or 25 years old, so this was four or five years ago now, where my sugar craving completely, or sugar addiction completely took over my life, and I was to the point where I would stay up late and order Dairy Queen blizzards, which are, for those of you that aren't in the United States, Dairy Queen blizzards are just really condensed milkshakes, basically really thick ice cream. And I would order blizzards every night for months. I went two or three months and ordered blizzards five or six nights a week, delivered on DoorDash. And I would stay up late. I'd get my blizzard. It was like my treat for being good. If I had a good day, I'd get a blizzard and reward myself with a 1200 calorie ice cream hit to the gut at 11 o'clock at night. And I'd be so happy while I'm eating this fucking blizzard that I would be just kind of dancing around my apartment by myself where my roommate would walk out or my apartment mate would walk out of his room and just laugh at the fact that I'm just alone with my earphones in, listening to music at midnight on a weeknight, eating a fuck ton of ice cream and dancing. I used to call it the uh, the happy dance. It's when you eat something that's really fucking good, like mostly sugar and ice cream for me. And it just makes you kind of want to move a little bit. You know, that's what uh, that's what my relationship with 
with sugar used to be like. I would go to bed around midnight or one, and I would sometimes sleep 10 hours or more, wake up midday the next day, just so hungover feeling. And I'd feel like I didn't sleep, and my stomach would hurt. I'd be in a horrible mood. I would look at myself in the mirror and have big black bags under my eyes like I drank a bunch of alcohol the night before, and a lot of it had to do with how much sugar I was eating, especially right before going to bed. So this became a, a really big issue, and I just could not break the cycle of cutting back on sugar. So what I tried doing was just cutting sugar completely out of my diet, and I just stopped eating sugar, and I'd go three or four days, and I would have these horrible headaches, I wouldn't be able to sleep, I'd be really aggravated. It was, I mean, quite literally, I was going through withdrawals, but it it felt the same way that I hear people talk about coming off of real hard drugs, like heroin. It felt really fucking similar to what I think people go through when they come off of heroin, when I just cut sugar out of my life. And for months, I just went through this cycle of stopping eating sugar and then binging a bunch of sugar and then stopping eating sugar and then binging a bunch of sugar. And my relationship with sugar got so much worse when I started addressing it because I had this all or nothing mindset. I had this goal that I don't want sugar to control my life. That was my goal. I didn't want sugar or food to control my life. And I had such an unhealthy relationship with food and sugar was really just a part of it, but it was a major part of it. So I knew that it had to be addressed. My plan was, and my realization was, that every time that I went from having a shitty diet to having a great diet, that means going from eating a fuck ton of sugar to eating no sugar at all. That was how I looked at health at the time. Every time that I would do something extreme, like some extreme change like that, I wouldn't be able to stick with the habit. And I'd end up just going back to the way things were. And sometimes they'd be worse than the way that they were before because I had to make up for lost time of not eating sugar for days. And I learned that the only way I could have any lasting and permanent change with food, with sugar, but really with food in general, is to take small steps. The idea of going from a bad diet to a great diet overnight does not work for most people. Maybe it does for someone, but it didn't work for me, and I've never seen it work with anybody that I know. So if you're one of the lucky ones that could figure that out, then you have beat the game, and I wish you a ton of luck because you're absolutely killing it. I could not do it, and... I'm a pretty disciplined person. I couldn't find a way. So I realized that what I could do was start taking some steps towards the right direction. So the first step that I did was I went from eating Dairy Queen blizzards every day to proving to myself that I could have balance. The first thing I wanted to do was prove that I could have balance. So I went on a 30-day journey, and it was so funny. This was actually uh, my roommate helped me come up with this idea. This was you know four or five years ago now. And instead of eating ice cream every night, I just ate one cookie every single day. It was a Tate's cookie, I think, like the green bag that you get at the grocery store, chocolate chip. And I ate it in the morning. So the idea was I'm not going to use sugar to reward myself because when, when I had this idea of, oh, I'm going to have a good day, then I'm going to eat sugar late at night. You're rewarding yourself with food. And that just contributes to this really unhealthy mentality that food is something that should be a reward for doing other things and it shouldn't like that is a really unhealthy way of looking at things i didn't realize that at the time so i wanted to eat my sugar in the morning so that it wasn't something i was thinking about throughout the day so the first thing i did when i woke up every day for 30 days didn't didn't skip one day is ate a tate's cookie out of the green bag and i'd go the rest of the day and not eat any sugar 
to the next day, wake up, eat a cookie, and then I'd eat breakfast, and then lunch, and then dinner, and then not eat any more sugar. I went 30 days, and I proved to myself that I could have self-control with sugar. That was really great, but it really fucking sucked, and I really wanted to eat ice cream again. So what I did, instead of going back to eating Dairy Queen, is I found some middle ground. What's one step healthier than eating Dairy Queen blizzards every single night? And I landed on low-calorie, high-protein ice cream from the freezer aisle at the grocery store. Specifically, the brand that I ate the most is called Halo Top. Halo Top pints of ice cream are like 300 calories and 20 or 30 grams of protein. And they're mostly made up of sugar alcohol. So when you eat processed or refined sugars like table sugar or like sugar in ice cream, you're spiking your blood sugar level. When you spike your blood sugar level at a rapid rate, you're going to crash. And that's why sugar makes you feel like shit. And it's why it makes you sleep not as good when you're eating it in what I'm calling fake form, which really just means it's processed. It's human made or human put into other foods. It's not something that's occurring naturally in the form of fruit, for example, or honey or maple syrup that grows inside of trees. Those are real sources of sugar. My issue and most people's issues are with what I'm calling fake sugars, which are like ice cream, refined, processed, man-made, man-built, and cooked and prepared sugars. So I transitioned from Dairy Queen ice cream to Halo Top, which is low-calorie, high-protein ice cream. And because these low-calorie, high-protein ice creams, they mostly have sugar alcohol in them, which is a little bit different than other sugars. So if you if you look at a nutrition label, you're going to see two or three lines that talk about sugar. The first one is total sugars. The second one you might see is added sugars. And the third one you might see is sugar alcohol. Now, total sugars doesn't really matter. But added sugars does matter because it means that there's some sugar that's added into the food. That doesn't mean that it's bad because it might be sugar from a natural source like honey that's added to the food for flavor, which isn't necessarily bad. So if you go and look down at the ingredient label and actually see what kind of sugar is in your food, you can pretty quickly conclude how the food is going to make you feel after you eat it. If you're eating food that has added sugar in the form of honey, you're probably still going to feel fine and not feel a crash that comes afterwards. But if you're eating food that has sugar in the ingredient or it has brown sugar in the ingredient, or any other sugar that isn't fruit or honey or maple syrup, there is going to be a blood sugar spike and crash associated with that. It doesn't mean you can't eat those foods, but just be aware of the fact that your body's not going to feel very good probably half an hour to an hour after eating that. So what I liked about Halo Top, these low-calorie, high-protein ice creams, is they're mostly made up of sugar alcohol. Sugar alcohol is basically just a fake alternative to this bullshit, this bullshit processed sugar that we're eating all the time that used to make me feel like shit. And sugar alcohol is still pretty bad for you. It's not, uh, it doesn't make everyone feel good. Some people don't like the taste. I didn't like the taste at first of these low-calorie, high-protein ice cream pints. Uh, but a whole pint is 300 calories, whereas a pint of Ben & Jerry's is 1,200 calories. So in my mind, I'm like, I can eat two pints and still get half the amount of calories as I would in a Ben & Jerry's pint and like 10% the amount of sugar. So it was a good step in the right direction. But sugar alcohol, is it's a tough taste to get used to. Once you get used to it, uh, it's very palatable, and, and you do get used to it over time. But it also makes some people have some digestive issues. 
So there are people that really don't like sugar alcohol. It wasn't that bad for me. I ate a pint, at least one pint per day of Halo Top ice cream for probably a year to a year and a half. And when I first started eating Halo Top ice cream, I bought five or six of them at the store and I'd put them in the freezer and I'd come home and for the first month or so every day, I would eat like two or three of these pints in a day. And I've got a lot of other issues with food at this time. Again, this is four or five years ago, but not only do I have this sugar addiction, I also kind of have a pseudo binge eating issue too. So those two things just really didn't play well with each other. And I'd eat sometimes two or three pints, one in the morning, one midday and one at night. And I still felt like shit. I was sleeping a little better. I did feel better than when I was eating blizzards from Dairy Queen or ice cream, real ice cream every single day. Uh, this low calorie, high protein stuff was better for me. And it, the macros were better because the calories were lower and the protein was higher for what my goals were at the time to lose weight. But it didn't taste as good. I did have some digestive issues, but I slept a lot better and I didn't have the same energy crashes as I did when I was eating Dairy Queen. So it was a good first step. And I did that for like a year or a year and a half. After a year and a half or so of that, I realized that I still just don't feel great. Like I'm losing weight. Now I've hit my weight loss goal. Really, I'm, you know, a hundred or so pounds down at this point, And I'm still eating Halo Top pints of ice cream every fucking day. And I'm still just hooked on this sugar alcohol. And what I did was I started really slowly implementing fruit. So here's the thing with fruit. Fruit also has a shit ton of sugar in it. But it is what I'm calling real sugar, meaning it is naturally occurring sugar in its natural occurring form. And what happens when you eat sugar from fruit is you don't have the same spike in blood sugar level. So you don't have a real crash associated. Most people don't have a crash associated with sugar from fruit if you eat normal serving sizes. Whereas when you eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's or a Dairy Queen Blizzard, your blood sugar spikes really quick and then it drops. So you feel energy and then you crash happy and then sad with fruit. It's just a little bit of happiness. It's just a little bit of energy. There's not, there's no crash. It's great to eat before working out. It's great to eat in the morning as a way to just get up and recharge. It's a good substitute for caffeine. If you have a coffee problem, I started realizing these things and just really slowly implementing fruit. So I'm still eating one pint of Halo Top every single night, but in the morning I started eating an apple. And this is the first time in my life that I ever ate fruit. I was like 25 years old. This was four years ago. I had just finished losing weight. And I had never really eaten fruit ever one time in my whole fucking life. So I start eating an apple every day for breakfast. And I start slowly introducing some berries. Then I have a couple days a week where I'm not really craving that halo top before bed anymore. And as I started eating more and more fruit, I started wanting less and less of this sugar alcohol, this low-calorie, high-protein ice cream shit. And over time, I'm eating like one or two pints of Halo Top a week now versus one to two pints of Halo Top a day. So that was a really, really big jump for me. And I just started eating more and more and more fruit. And the fruits that I started introducing the most were apples, blueberries, raspberries, pineapple, and dates. Those are my five favorite fruits. I eat most of those fruits every single day now. So here I am five years later, I eat those fruits mostly every single day. And what I learned from this journey is the same thing that I teach in my one-on-one -on -one coaching courses and one-on-one -on -one with my, with my clients is that you just have to make small changes over time. 
And in doing that, it took me a really long fucking time because I didn't really know what I was doing. There was some intentionality, but it was just trial and error. You can just implement the mistakes that I've made and not have to make those same mistakes and just be really intentional about what kind of sugar are you eating now? What kind of sugar source is a little bit healthier than what you're eating now? And how can you eat a little more of the healthier stuff and a little less of this unhealthy stuff that makes you feel like shit? And then over time, take it a step further to real sugar. So you can go from your ice cream sugar, your bullshit sugar, your processed sugar, and uh, your fake sugar to your low-calorie, high-protein ice cream equivalent sugar. For me, it was sugar alcohol. You can take that another step as you adjust there to real sugar in the form of fruit. And this process took me probably a year and a half, two years to get through. But you can do that with intentionality over the course of a couple months with just really slow adjustments. And in doing that, you're going to learn so much about your palate. Because when I started eating sugar alcohol, I didn't like it. Over time, I started liking it. When I first started eating fruit, I didn't really like it. I was just forcing myself to eat it. Now I love fruit. Fast forward here four or five years later. I'm 29 now. I love fruit. I eat fruit every single fucking day. My breakfast every single day that I wake up is a cup of Greek yogurt, a cup of frozen berries, and a tablespoon of organic maple syrup. And I mix all of that food in, and it's just like my pseudo ice cream. Sometimes I'll throw some cacao powder in there to give it a little bit of a chocolate taste. And I eat almost the same thing for bed, or pardon me, after dinner right before bed. I eat Greek yogurt with a cup of frozen berries and a tablespoon of honey. I eat that every single night. So I still feel like I'm getting two servings of ice cream. But if you've never eaten Greek yogurt with berries and honey or organic maple syrup, that probably sounds kind of gross to you. I crave that shit. I cannot wait to stop filming this podcast so I can go fucking eat that right now. I want that more than I want a Dairy Queen Blizzard. I want that more than I want a Halo Top low-calorie, high-protein ice cream. Like, way more. And it's going to make me feel fucking great. And it's going to aid me in digestion because I'm eating real food. And I'm getting protein from a real protein source, not a powdered protein source. I'm getting it from real Greek yogurt that's just single-ingredient stuff. It's just made from fucking milk, right? And... When you start eating more of these real foods, more of these real sugar sources, more of these real protein sources, your body starts feeling a lot better and it gets used to it and you start craving it over time. The way to get there is to just write things down on paper. Write your journey out on paper on how it, what it might look like to, for you to go from eating seven cookies every day to eating five cookies a day next week to eating three cookies a day the week after that to one cookie a day the week after that to then trying to introduce one piece of fruit for the week after that, and then two pieces of fruit two weeks after that, and then three pieces of fruit three weeks after that. And in two or three months, you can be eating mostly real sugar, and you could really change your relationship with sugar with intentionality in small steps over time. But you've got to track it. You've got to write it down on paper or pull out your phone and video yourself talking about it every day, talking about how you feel and what you're craving if you're up real late at night and you're thinking about eating ice cream, just film yourself talking about it on your phone. Oh my God, it's 11.30 and I can't sleep because I want some fucking ice cream. And just beat that one time. Don't do it that one time. And wake up the next day. You're probably not going to want the ice cream the next day. But if you want it the next night too and you're craving it, just go back and listen to the video. And listen to how crazy it sounds when you're looking at a camera talking about how you can't sleep because you want fucking ice cream. The first step to beating this shit is to identify that you have a problem 
And it's easy to identify that you have a problem when you film yourself talking about the problem and then listen to the video or watch the video of yourself talking about it the next time that the problem comes up. It looks ridiculous. I go back and look at all my old videos and I go, I can't, I can't fucking believe that's where I was at. It makes me laugh. It's kind of embarrassing, but it's funny at this point since it's been so long. And I greatly encourage you to do the same thing. I greatly encourage you to do the same thing. You can absolutely conquer your sugar cravings. And when you eat more real sugar, you're not going to feel the crashes. So again, the best real sugar sources for making your body feel good are fruit. For me, they're apples, pineapples, dates, blueberries, and raspberries. I do a lot of frozen fruit. Mostly my berries are always frozen. But I also do honey, and I do organic maple syrup. I eat those foods almost every single day, at least six days a week. Give those a try. Transition slowly. Do not You cannot go from a sugar addiction to a healthy relationship with sugar overnight. It's impossible, so don't try it. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have and already failed at that. Don't try that. Move gradually. If you made it to the end of the podcast, I greatly appreciate you being here, especially if this is your first one. These podcasts are all just done off the cuff. There's no script. I'm just staring at the wall. Right now I'm in a hotel traveling for work with a little microphone that I packed with me, and I'm just talking about my own experiences. So some of these are a little bit... uh they're they're very unscripted and they can be a little bit unhinged sometime. But my commitment to you is I'm always going to give you the real shit. You're going to hear the real story of what actually happened to me and the real things that I actually did to beat the issues that I had. So if you resonate with the issues that I went through, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. Let me know where you're at. Let me know what's working for you. Let me know what's not working for you. And we'll, we can DM voice messages back and forth. I get so much energy from hearing from y'all. And if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, I am expanding my one-on-one coaching practice over the next five or six weeks. Uh, So if you want to work with me one-on-one, shoot me a DM and let me know. We can jump on a call and see if it makes sense for the both of us um, to work together. Thank you for making it to the end of the episode, if you did. And welcome to the Lose It community.